The Anaheim Ducks continue their rebuild, but how much progress can they make this season? Jason Hernandez of Locked On Anaheim Ducks joins us to discuss that next on the 2023-2024 Locked On NHL season preview. Gil Martin here. The NHL season is less than a week away, and Locked On season preview coverage continues as we welcome in Jason Hernandez of Locked On Anaheim Ducks to detail everything you need to know about the Ducks ahead of the 2023-2024 season. Jason, what would you say is the biggest storyline surrounding the Anaheim Ducks coming into this year? Coming into this year? Yes. The the delayed signing of Trevor Zegers and Jamie Dreisel, of course, because this has been an ongoing issue all summer long. I mean, it it was a cruel season, but to steal a song, it was a cruel summer for the Anaheim Ducks as well. Because not getting those two guys signed before training camp started was a little bit telling, a little bit ridiculous. So that's been the number one storyline. Especially Trevor Zegers, who's one of the stars of the league. Uh, Mind you, Trevor Zegers also led the team in goals and assists and total points. That is most of your offense. And to not lock him down... It's got some Ducks fans concerned, and frankly, something that could have been done a long time ago. The Ducks have had other, I don't want to say holdouts, but they've had other players not re-sign until into the season. But those were more complimentary players. This is your franchise player. Not locking him up before, not a good look. But hey, you know what? The Ducks still have him for now, and we continue on. All right. Well, what was the most significant offseason moves the Ducks made and why? There's a couple. Uh, First, I think re-signing Troy Terry and locking him down long-term to me is one of the biggest deals that the Ducks made in this offseason, mainly because I believe that he could be that next captain for the Anaheim Ducks. This is someone that has been a multiple all-star, scored 23 goals last season, was one of the bright spots in an otherwise anemic offense for the Anaheim Ducks, which I'm kind of sad to say it's not going to get much better right away. But that was, I think, one of the biggest moves that the Ducks made. The other big move the Ducks made wasn't one of the players, Gil, but it was one of the coaches, and specifically the Ducks not retaining Dallas Eakins, to which I could hear several Ducks fans saying, hallelujah. (laughs) I mean, let's face it, the Dallas Eakins era is over. And now we have the Greg Cronin era for the Ducks, who has already instilled a different tone for this team. And I, I think that that one is almost as big as the Troy Terry signing. But, you know, the question does ask... Off-season move, not player, but off-season move, I think that is a very significant move. The Ducks were dead last in team defense last season. In fact, they set a new NHL record for the most shots allowed in a season. And the sad part, it wasn't even close, Gil. It wasn't (laughs) close. The Ducks by far have the record for... Most 
shots allowed and yeah it was bad that record by the way 3207 shots allowed in one season beating the sharks of 93 with 3080 so they not yeah. only beat it they obliterated the record by over 100 <laughs> shots so having someone that's a little bit more defensive minded having someone that is going to tell the defenseman don't pinch too much you know actually kind of fall back play better team defense so i think that could be a significant move for the ducks long term who figures to be the most important player on the ducks this year and what makes him so crucial to the team's success that's an excellent question gil thank you for that i would say there's a couple players that are going to be very important uh, i've mentioned troy terry before who really knows how to put the puck in play but someone else that i think is going to be very important for this team another young up-and-comer that i think could see some major minutes mason mctavish last season in his age 20 let me remind you age 20 season he was fourth in the team in points he's already assured himself a top role on this Ducks team. And we're already seeing, especially some of the latter games, we're seeing the type of top six quality player that the Ducks got. Don't forget, Mason McTavish was a lottery pick not that long ago. And we're already seeing the dividends. McTavish has that big body of his, so he can muscle his way in there if he has to. And also someone that gets into the dirty areas. I'm a big believer and having someone pound the net, get in front of the crease, disturb opposing goaltenders. You always need those. I don't want to say the term grease guy, but you need someone that is not going to be afraid to get in there. And like I mentioned, the, the dirty areas. The dirty areas are very important in this game. And, you know, especially those in the East Coast, like that division, they know that. You need one or two of those guys. And McTavish, I think, is going to be very vital to this team. And someone else that used to play in the East Coast. How about Frank Vetrano? Vetrano almost led the team in goals last season. He was only one goal back of Terry and Z. Frank Vetrano has always been, to me, a middle six kind of guy. I don't want to say top line, but you need those very important middle six guys that are going to contribute, that are going to score goals, that are going to help you out on special teams so that's another player that i think is going to be very important um i think cam fowler also is going to be very important on special teams as well so yeah how about a potential breakout candidate that people should know about break well i had two breakout candidates one of them was mason mctavish who i talked about because i think mctavish could have a 65 to 70 point season this season i think mctavish could have a 25 goal season this year. Ooh, can you imagine that, Gil? Having a 25 or, you know, maybe 30, but I don't want to push it too much. He <laughs> is still young. But, you know, breakout candidates, I'm going to go McTavish, but I'm also going to go someone else that really, uh, two players. Um, Actually, just one now because one's injured. Sam Carrick. Sam Carrick, who is coming off of hip surgery last season in 52 games he had one of his not so good seasons only seven points in 52 games and he struggled at times last season 
So it was really difficult for him to really get a footing on the team. This season, so far in preseason, Sam Carrick has looked pretty good. He's looked solid. I think he can break through on this Ducks roster, you know, be a very important bottom six guy. Another role that you need. With Isaac Lundestrom being out for a bit, Sam Carrick, I think, could very easily fit that role that the Ducks need. Fourth line center, get you some good points, get you some assists, and get you a little bit of grit because Sam Carrick does fight a little bit. So you always need that grit. Someone else can get into the dirty areas, but also he's skating better, folks. He is skating better now than he did at any time last season. And, you know, coming off of a hip surgery is always very difficult, especially for a hockey player, especially getting those explosive hits. So Sam Carrick, I think, is someone you got to watch out for. What would a successful season look like for the Ducks, and what's at stake if they don't achieve it? <laughs> I know what I said last season, that the season would be a failure if the Ducks didn't get the first-round pick, and they didn't. Thank you, Lottery. <laughs> This coming season, well, this coming draft isn't going to be nearly as good as last year. Let's be honest here. So I think a successful season would be, oh boy, this is tough to say because I do not see the Ducks making the playoffs at all, especially in the specific division where the Kings have improved, the Kraken have improved, the Oilers are still there, the Golden Knights are the defending champions. So I don't foresee playoffs. So I would say there's a couple of, I guess, positives that could be possible. One, they get a top two pick. That could be a successful season. But also a successful season would just be improved defense and to not be the laughing stock of the league. Is is that too much to ask for? Like, let, like I'll ask, is that too much to ask for to not be the laughing stock of the league? Well, I think we're going to find out. So. Yeah, because this this is this is like the one back and forth. Like, would a successful season for a team like the Ducks um, kind of envelop what happened last year? Like, would that be considered a success? Do you think? I, I think it is. I, I think if you show improvement, and and you're you're not giving up record numbers of shots, I think you're making progress. Then in that case, I will say making progress while at the same time somehow getting a top two pick. I'll consider that a successful season. It, it's something. It's something. It is. It, indeed it is. All right, Jason, thank you so much. For more on the Anaheim Ducks, be sure to follow Locked on Anaheim Ducks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. And check out the season previews for all 32 teams across the Locked on NHL channel. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Quack, quack.